Welcome to the podcast that's all about empowering women so they can have a thriving career as a mother. This podcast is for high-achieving women who want to have a successful career without sacrificing quality time and connection with their kids. Get insights, tips and strategies about doing work you love by leveraging your natural gifts and superpower as a mom. It's time to change the narrative around being a career mom from one of struggle, sacrifice and stress to something that's empowering, uplifting and rewarding. Thanks for listening and join me on this journey. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I want to talk about how to tell when it's time for a change in your job. So how do you know when it's a good time to leave where you are versus continue to stay on and work on it and, you know, try to grow from it and gain some experience? Well, I've got three signs for you where I feel like it's time for you to change a job. And the first one is when everything has become easy and routine, where there's no more challenge and maybe you're feeling even a little bit stagnated, right? With regards to not just the work that you're doing, but also your pay. When your pay has been stuck for a very long time at the same place, you know, that's just a way of the company saying that that's kind of the price they will pay for the work that you're doing. So when there's no further room for growth and, you know, as human beings, we need to feel a sense of progress and forward momentum to thrive and to be happy and engage with something. So when you are no longer feeling that sense of growth and you're stagnated, then that possibly could be one telltale sign that it might be time for you to explore looking for, um, you know, a different job. And when I say a different job, I'm not talking about necessarily outside the company. You could look at a transfer or a different, um, a change in the, the job scope, you know, across the department, across different teams. So that could be the first sign. The second sign where you can tell it's maybe time for a change in your job is maybe um, if you dread facing your bosses and colleagues and perhaps even the physical work environment all around you because that is uh, another telltale sign that something's off and it's not in alignment with what you value as a person. So that could be um, a second sign and it's kind of related as well to my third um, sign where you know it's time maybe for a change. That's when you get very uncomfortable or maybe you get an uneasy feeling. Um, not necessarily because you are finding it difficult to learn a new skill or maybe it is a part of your work that is a little bit more challenging because you've never done it before. You know, the feeling of being pushed out of your comfort zone. So when I say uncomfortable, I'm not talking about that because with that, of course, you're gaining new skills, you're gaining new experience, you're learning something new and that's actually a good thing. What I'm actually referring to is uh, more along the lines of feeling that it is uncomfortable and uneasy because the value system or your value system is um, out of alignment with the environment that you're in. So perhaps you're surrounded by people or 
being made to feel a certain way or asked to do certain things that is not in line with the kind of person that you are or aspire to be. So that is the third telltale sign that maybe it is time for a change in your job. So before you go ahead and jump ship, right? I mean, certainly there are things that you can do about it. So what can you do about it? Well, first of all, I would always um, suggest communicating openly and honestly with your boss if it's the situation of feeling like you're stagnated and there's no growth and things are becoming so easy and routine, there's no more challenge. Um, the first thing you could do is to really communicate openly and honestly with your boss about reviewing your role in a way that maybe... Um, is more in line with what you want to do, what you're looking for, but bearing in mind that you have to still be contributing to your bosses and your company's objectives, right? Because we are all there for the purpose of contributing to the company's growth. And so when sometimes we just get um, distracted or maybe we just focus a lot on what we want, but it's always got to be something of um, reciprocity, right? And mutual benefit, like something that you want to do, but it is also helping the company to grow. It's helping your boss in uh, achieving his or her own targets because they are also answerable for that. Uh, but maybe to look for what is it that you could get more involved with that maybe would help you to learn something new, gain some new skills, maybe work with uh, other teammates that you've never worked with, but could perhaps engage you more in your work. The second thing where we talked about perhaps it is the way your colleagues and your bosses maybe behave uh, and treat you that's making you feel a little bit um, like you dread going into work is, um, again, being sincere and giving your feedback about how your boss or your colleagues, uh, their behavior is making you feel. And when we give feedback, you know, we often just tell people what is it that they're doing wrong, right? And making us feel a certain way. And that is very much motivated by our own self-interest, right? What we want to get out of it. And that's usually not a very productive conversation because the other party will often feel attacked. Then they start getting defensive. They feel like, you know, you are judging them and that's usually not going to end well. But if we approach it in a way where when we're giving the feedback, it is really to understand why they are behaving this way. Because after all, they are human beings too. They also have their own fears and their own insecurities. They have their issues that they're dealing with, whatever else that they're dealing with outside of work. So if we approach it in a way where we are trying to understand why they are behaving that way, and to approach it from um, uh, an, an attitude, I guess, of wanting to help and support them as well. Because, of course, you know, you know the famous Zig Ziglar quote where he says, you can have everything in your life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. So if you are helping them to get what they want and to um, help to address support and help them through whatever it is that they are also um, going through themselves, it is very natural because as humans, we have this tendency to reciprocate, right? And there's so many studies that have already shown this, that 
kind of like you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. I mean, I guess that's kind of a, a more blunt way of saying it. But if they feel like you genuinely care and that you're genuinely trying to help and support them, then chances are they will feel this sense of conscious, like their conscious is going to want to help you too, right? And if after all that, let's come to point three, right? The third sign. If after doing all that, they still don't and they continue in the way that they behave, then really are you in a toxic work environment all around? Is it just your team? Is it just your boss and colleagues? Is it a your entire department, the entire company maybe, or maybe if it's something that's um, coming from the very top, right? So you, you have to look at whether or not if it's just your team. If it is, can you talk to your boss about this? Because first of all, um, your boss may or may not even be aware of the situation that's happening. So is it something that you can um, highlight to your boss about it? If it's just one person within your team, can you talk to that person using the same principle, right, that I just mentioned about really genuinely trying to um, understand them and help and support them? And if it is widespread and perpetrated by the top, then I would say it's possibly part of the company culture and therefore Personally, I feel that it's time to start looking at your options outside the workplace because if it's all around you and especially if it's something that the top condones, then perhaps this is not the right place for you and that's where uh, you might be uh, better off spending your time and energy looking elsewhere. And so I want to talk a little bit about when is it, I mean, in terms of timing, when should you do something about it, right? When you do see these three signs that it's time for you to make a change in your job. Well, in the first um, sign where I talked about how maybe you're stagnated, there's no progress and there's, uh, you feel like you're bored and it's routine, Um when you have asked for more challenging work, remember you've talked to your boss about that, you've given the feedback, um, and you know, you've looked at the work you want to do and the skills and expertise that you have to contribute to the overall goals of your boss, your company. But perhaps there aren't any opportunities available to you, despite you being patient about it, having waited for it, given the time, um, you know, for such changes to take place, because sometimes it isn't as if you can ask for things and then, you know, uh, it just changes overnight, right? Because even your boss needs time to talk to his or her boss and for things to change. But let's say you've done all of that and you've waited, you've given it the reasonable amount of time, but there just isn't any opportunity for you to kind of re- look at the work that you're doing to introduce more engaging elements of it, then, you know, that could be a sign for you that, that that's it. Then the decision is for you um, whether or not you want to accept that this is the way it's going to be here, at least for the medium to long term, or if it's something that you want to explore elsewhere, right? And if it's the issue about your you know, the way the people around you are behaving, your bosses and colleagues, that's making you dread going into the workplace. And you have spoken sincerely 
you know, um, directly and given your honest feedback, you have offered to help, you've really tried to approach it from a place where you genuinely care with the intention to help and support them as well. Um, and, you know, they are, so that they are aware of this, right? And uh, they still don't do anything about it. And so when you're sure it's not because it's, they're unaware of how their actions are affecting you, but that it's actually a deliberate decision and choice on their part to treat you this way, then maybe it is time, right? And I think related as well to the toxic work environment, if you are really in a toxic work environment, then leaving is probably the best thing that you can do, Uh, especially when it is perpetrated by the top, it is widespread pervasive, and you can't change it. I mean, you're not going to be able to change it in a short time. Uh, You know, in a recent article in the Wall Street Journal, the U.S. Surgeon General has already come out to say that toxic workplaces are bad for mental and physical health. So it's been shown to be very harmful to our mental and physical well-being. And you don't want to be in that kind of a workplace as far as you can possibly help it, right? And I wanted to now also just say a little word about this thing I hear a lot when I am doing recruiting and hiring managers look at a CV and they look at someone who looks like a job hopper on paper, right? So I just want to say a word about job hopping. When I was um, younger and earlier on in my career, I would consider myself to have switched jobs, like maybe a year or a year plus, um, you know, and I I think some hiring managers would have looked at that CV and probably called me a job hopper. And the often the common um, thing that hiring managers will uh, kind of conclude is that they lack a commitment, they're unable to stick it out, um, they are not resilient, you know, they give up. There's basically a lack of commitment, right? That's kind of like the general idea. I hear a lot of hiring managers who will just dismiss a CV where someone has maybe spent a few months here and there and have not really stayed on for like a good two, three years in a job. And I, you know, I think sometimes we need to take a more nuanced approach. And that is the reason why um, it's good to actually still speak to people, especially if you're a hiring manager. And if, of course, if you're the person, the job applicant, um, you also need to be honest with yourself in terms of why you are moving, right, um, from job to job. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit because we need to know the difference between this concept of job hopping that is resulting from a lack of commitment, you know, no no resilience and kind of like, I don't really need this job. And, you know, if it's if it's not giving me everything I want, then I'll just leave. You know, someone who's not actually sticking with it because they are not able to do hard things or um basically just no tenacity, right? I think that's the thing that as a hiring manager, we we don't want people like that. But I think there's a difference between that, a lack, of, a lack of commitment versus someone who is proactive and takes charge and ownership for their career. Because another perspective I can offer is that someone could be changing jobs because they are taking action, responsibility, 
ownership and are proactive about their career because they step into a place and sometimes, you know, so many things can happen in an interview. You can only tell so much. Sometimes you go into a place and it doesn't turn out to be whatever they told you on the interview. And perhaps you step into a toxic work environment that we just talked about, which you could never have anticipated from an interview. Perhaps you want, went into a role and it wasn't what it was and you asked and you gave the feedback. You were genuinely, you know, trying to help and support and make it work, but it just wasn't the right place. And so you decide that you know that this is not the place for you. And so you therefore take ownership and are proactive about the goals that you want to achieve and therefore you take action. So I think there's a difference between people who just want the easy way out and therefore they leave versus someone who is taking ownership for their career. And as as a hiring manager, I would rather have someone who takes ownership, takes action and takes steps to accomplish what they want versus someone who may just stay in the job because, you know, they just need the money every month and they're okay to kind of be disengaged, just going to work, do what they need to do, clock in, clock out and leave and collect their pay um, and just stay in that position. I would take the proactive job hopper any day over that disengaged person because I would know that the proactive job hopper is always taking ownership of what they want. And I would know that if they step into my company and they work in my place, it's because they want to be there. They see themselves contributing and they are happy and engaged. Uh, and they are helping to drive growth because that tells me a lot about the mentality and attitude of this person versus the other person who is just kind of, you know, just doing whatever they need to get done to collect the pay, they're not probably going to be as proactive as take charge um, and take as much ownership and have as much drive as the so-called job hopper, right? And so I think we need to take the time to talk to people um, and not just dismiss people from that piece of paper. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about this point, which I feel is relevant. And, and that's something also for you, if you are kind of the job hopper, right? What exactly is making you move from place to place? I think it's perfectly fine if that it's you are going for what you want. And often we, we are much clearer about what we don't want. And so we leave the job because we know something's off. It's not really what we want to go pursue what you want. I think that's a very good thing. So, um, you don't, uh, and in, in an interview, I think that that is a good point to bring up. I think that hiring managers, uh, at least the more enlightened ones are going to be impressed with that. I know I certainly will be impressed with that. Uh, versus someone who is obviously just job hopping because, you know, and you can tell by talking to people if it, you feel like that was actually a legit and valid reason, you know, it, it, whether it's something you can accept as a hiring manager, right? So anyway, I just wanted to speak about that. And since we're on the topic of 
um, when to change your, your job. And so in summary, just to summarize the three points about how to tell when it's time for a change in your job. Remember when I say a change in your job, I'm not necessarily only suggesting that it's got to be you leaving the company. It can be so many things, right? Change could be so many things within the company. So in summary, the first thing to kind of like tell you maybe it's time for you to review is when everything is really easy, it's really routine. I mean, it can be very comfortable, but you know, you're also not very challenged and you're probably feeling quite stagnated. And one very clear indicator of that is, are you stagnated in your pay? Um, are you stagnated in the work that you do? And uh, is there no further room for growth, right? Remembering we need forward momentum and progression to feel engaged and thrive in the work that we do. So if after exploring everything, you don't have that room for growth and, and a sense of forward momentum and progress, then that's definitely a sign that it's a time to shake things up a little bit. And then the second thing is if you are dreading um going into work, the physical environment of the workplace, your bosses, your colleagues, and you've had those real honest conversations and sincere conversations, and it's not going anywhere, or people are still deciding, no, you know, they still want to behave that way, then you really don't want to be surrounding yourself with such negative people, right? And I do believe most people are not like that. That's my belief system because I feel that most people aren't genuinely out to be mean to other people for no reason. They've obviously gone through other things in their own life experience that have resulted in them um, coming up with their own belief system. So I, I think it's good for us to take the time to understand where they're coming from and um, decide if that's really the sort of people you want to be surrounded by and um, and then make your decision, right? And then the third kind of sign to tell when it's time for a change in your job is when you're really in a toxic work environment. It's pervasive, it's per um, perpetrated by the top management, and that's really not going to be very good for your health mentally and even physically. So that's definitely when it's time for you to definitely step out and away from that kind of an environment. So I hope this uh, episode has been useful, just sharing some thoughts about um, my experiences as a recruiting manager and uh, also myself as a uh, job applicant and maybe a job hopper earlier on in my career. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so that more women can find it and benefit from it. To learn more about how you can thrive as a career mom, come to my free masterclass, Thriving in Career and Motherhood. Go to SharonSingSidhu.com forward slash meetup to register. I look forward to seeing you there.